Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We'll do a show for people with no attention span. It's the Bob and Sherry Show. It's six unshowered guys and a pale woman with a ukulele shouting hey in unison. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Google is basically an evil company, you know? I mean, we found that out. Google and Facebook, they're both they're both evil, you know? They're just making tons and tons and tons of money off of us. But because they track literally everything that we do, Sometimes it's interesting what they come up with. And because Thanksgiving is around the corner, these are the top searches for Thanksgiving in a bunch of states. Okay. Okay. So the top search for Thanksgiving for 10 states throughout the United States is what is Thanksgiving? What? Another 10 what is, is Thanksgiving? what is Thanksgiving? Another is when is Thanksgiving? Now, maybe you know hey, that one's legit. That one's legit. Know, but you know, wait right. a minute, what is Thanksgiving? What is Thanksgiving? That's the top search in ten states in the United States. And perhaps it's because they're looking for some historical information. Maybe so. Or it's kids doing yeah. projects. Yeah, at school. maybe so. In <laughs> good morning, everybody in Grand Junction, in Colorado, the top search was turkey bowling. <laughs> which involves rolling a frozen turkey at bottles. Well, you and I, when we first got started, we did uh, bowling with bowling meat. Bowling with meat, yeah. Yeah, that was very exciting. Three states asked, does England celebrate Thanksgiving? No, they do not. Those states were Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Virginia, by the way. And in Missouri, they asked, does Canada celebrate thanksgiving doesn't canada yes. has the, they october. have their own right it's in october yeah. yes yeah they have their own that's exactly right uh south dakota apparently needed to have help finding the meaning in thanksgiving because the top search was things to be thankful for that sounds like some you know that could have been <clears throat> something for a school too that things could be, to be yeah. thankful for or or they're going to someone's house and they that person makes them do what I do, which is we're all going to put something in the thankful basket. Oh, you think that that's you know that could be it? Maybe they go to a house and and that's the question that the hostess asks. We go around every the table year, and we all and say something out. we're thankful for. And so they go online and they and they find something that's interesting. That's very smart of whoever those people are to be prepared like that. But you know what? I don't want to go to that person's house. I know the, you don't. The tension. There's tension before I even show up. I know you don't. God, I would hate that. 
Bob, we, what are you thankful for? I've done the thankful basket. I try every... I'm thankful that dinner's over. I try every single year. Every single year I float mm-hmm. it. Hey, Kev, you know what would be really fun? If we dressed up like pilgrims this year. <laughs> he is not having You know, that would be hysterical, actually. The big hat, the buckle shoes. Yeah, the shoes. buckle shoes and everything. Every, and don't tell anybody. Every year I throw it out there thinking, maybe this is the year, you know. You know, Maybe this you, is the year he agrees. You know why? It, you know how it would work even better. You don't tell anybody. You don't ask other people to dress up no. like pilgrims. Just the two of you, and you don't say anything, right? Welcome. Welcome to oh, our home. Oh, you brought a pie. Oh, how nice! <laughs> a tradition as they st- as it started. Oh, that would be his. St- he'd do that if you pushed he, him a little bit. He won't. He I've won't tried. I've tried this every year for like forever. What kind of a hat did they wear back then? It a was... big, broad-brimmed hat. No, that's not what they wore back then. That's that's that's, somebody, that's, that's what, what I've paintings. seen in cartoons. Okay? That's what. But they. I, I think, what did they wear? I, I did they wear other types to of a, hats? If I'm not mistaken, it goes back to a painting. But that's not what they were wearing back then. Oh, is that right? I no. wonder what kind of hats they had. Well, hush, because that's what Kevin's going to wear if I can ever talk him into this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put a Georgia bulldog on it. He'll wear it. And finally, four states had searches that showed no confidence in whoever was cooking for Thanksgiving. Our our listeners in Alabama, Indiana, Georgia, and Kentucky were searching for restaurants open on Thanksgiving near me. <laughs> which always, which always, because of I, I've I've been stuck with that in the past. Yep. Always makes me kind of sad. Well, because. Because it's you, you Google the restaurant that's open near you. And well, the you only get one, there and they're out of I turkey. Took, I took my mom to the, the only one was the Golden Corral, and they ran out of turkey. Why would I not be sad? That's fine, Bobby. I'll just eat this roll. <laughs> I had to go get her the food too, because I mean, she, you know, she had arthritis, and she's sitting down. And I looked over. There's my mom. <sighs> and you had to come back, Mom. They no ran turkey. out of turkey. Oh, that's fine, Bobby. I'll eat the napkin. <laughs> St. Mary, my mother. God rest her soul. Uh, what did I get her that year? What did I end up? I think I think they did have chicken. And I think they had ham, did yeah. they Oh, they had ham. That's right. Yeah, yeah they had ham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're lucky because your mom was like, she was just happy to be with you and she ate the ham. Mm-hmm. Some people's moms would be like, the ham is good, but I look so forward to turkey. It would have just really, really I know, but you know, that, dragged you over the coals. That person is me. I was dating a girl once, and I had to go to their parents' house, and their tradition was ham. And I was thinking about the I thought, I don't want to really be with her parents and her brother. I don't even like her brother. But, you know, I love Thanksgiving. We're going to get the uh, stuffing that I like, and maybe they have the cranberry sauce, the salad in the can that I like. And we show up, and it's, it's ham. And I'm looking, and I said to her, what's the deal? What's the dealio? Oh, we Where's don't do turkey, the, Bob. We don't do. Mm. And when you're thinking about a juicy turkey all day long, you know. You know, as I reflect on your Thanksgivings, you have gotten the high hard one more Thanksgivings than anybody else I know. Yeah. I, I, I brought my mother over to my condo once when I, I was dating no one. My mother and my brother and my sister. Actually, I was dating someone. And I had a turkey, because I don't know how to make one. I had a turkey prepared and it was undercooked. You could see red blood in the turkey. Yeah, I'm telling you, you have had the hardest time with Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown. But since I've been with Mary, it's been great because, you know, we we get rid of everybody. It's it's just the two of us, and we go to a nice restaurant.
And you're guaranteed to at yeah. least get some turkey, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So this is, and this is an expert. Matter number one, don't spend too much time in the bathroom reading. Other people may need it. This is someone who founded the Etiquette Institute, and this is how to manage the different family personalities that you're going to find. That doesn't sound too bogus, does it? I wonder how big their football teams yeah. really award I'm the I'm the director of the Etiquette Institute. So, so how do we manage the family photographer? You know, the one that brings the big digital SLR and is taking pictures, candid, fun pictures of you chewing and scratching. And then posting it on their Facebook and Instagram. How do we handle them? How do we manage Lock that? them in the garage. Here's what, we, here's what the head of the Etiquette Institute says. Set up a dedicated area near the table where photos are encouraged. And then tell your relatives, basically, that they can't take photos anywhere else. That what? is not going to work. <laughs> Let me just say, has the Etiquette... Uh, institute director ever really been to a family gathering can you imagine making that declaration there will be no photographs in our home outside of the photography area <laughs> which is over here Please. this next one oh my god i'm afraid when i get old this one's going to be me how do you deal with the relative who is the conspiracy theorist this is your paranoid uncle elroy who rambles on about the next alien oh, invasion or Lord, fluoride yes. in the water supply right i'm so scared this is going to be me yeah. how do you do that um again again here's what you do before dinner stand up and declare that every conspiracy theory mentioned will cost five dollars and that money will be donated to charity <laughs> You're the family patriarch. Make the announcement. All right. I just, I'm so glad that you've all been able to come here. And I know some of you have driven uh, further than others, but thank you. Mary and I are just thrilled to have you here today. And we want everybody to have a good time. And uh, the only thing that we want to ask is two things have a good time. And secondly, um, if you have um, something that's very important to you in your life, and it's, you know, what some people call these conspiracy theories. (laughs) That's great, and and we're not trying to say don't don't have that. But if you could kind of direct all of your thoughts to our spare guest room upstairs, <laughs> the door is open, and uh, enjoy that. <laughs> Next, the relative who tells the same far-fetched stories year after year that no amount of eye rolling can stop. How do you deal with that relative? And we all have that relative, right? How do you think the leader of the Etiquette Institute from Todd's Bathroom Reading suggests that we manage that relative? I don't know, but I only know that there is only, because I've dealt with this, um, not just at holidays, um, the only thing you can do is listen, smile, and bring on the FL, the fake laugh. No, the leader of the Etiquette Institute says, beat that relative to the punch and say, gosh, that story you told last year is so funny, let's hear it again. Oh, no, that's no etiquette at all. (laughs) That's no etiquette at all. Here, you do it. You do the story, and I'll show you how to react to it, okay? Oh, and then there was that time we went camping, Uh and we were canoeing, and this raccoon was paddling toward us in the lake. Oh, yeah. And Jimmy tried to lure the raccoon into the boat with a cheese puff. And and Jimmy was leaned over the boat going, coom, 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 coom. Oh, my God. And his sister pushed him in. Oh, oh, it was just... (laughs) 
awesome. Oh. And then Jimmy and the raccoon are in the lake, and no. my and my husband says, "Only way you can tell them apart is one's wearing a mask and one in." Mary, Mary, come over here. Did, did you hear this story? This is unbelievable. <laughs> you know what frightens me? Is that me? not good? I just made that entire thing. Up I know. On the fly as I went, that I was need great. Treatment. The raccoon thing with the mask. That was. Oh, uh, it's the only way you can tell them apart. Of course, yeah. that, the way that boy gets black eyes being clumsy. Sometimes you can't even do that. <laughs> All right. Finally, yeah. the bad. How do we deal with the relative who is the bad pot lucker? Mm. This is the person that brings that you're told everybody bring a dish. This one is mangled. It's nasty. It's gross. And then that person gets all passive aggressive when nobody eats any of it. Oh, yeah. How do you how do you manage that person? Um, not invite them next year. The Etiquette Institute tells them you bring something store bought or or a bottle of wine. You ban their cookie. You ban it there. Okay. You've got the best. Hi, hello, radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. Get these morons off the air. With Morons in the News. Okay, our first story in Morons in the News. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be very honest and disclose that I am only reading this story so that I can do this one line at the end of the story. And here we go. A man was shot in the stomach after he tried to steal a man's goat. A 36-year-old man was shot when he allegedly tried to steal a goat from its owner in San Marcos, California, deputy sheriffs have said. The call was reported about 3.30 in the afternoon, the sheriff's department was was telling us. And a 79-year-old man, Michael Ahrens, caught a younger man stealing into his backyard to take his goat. The intruder threw the goat into the front seat of a dune buggy. That is that is so San Diego-ish, isn't it? He's, he took the goat, but he put it in a dune buggy, which was on the property. Um, the homeowner had a rifle and confronted the intruder before he could start the vehicle. The younger man charged at the homeowner and tried to grab the gun, Aaron said. During a struggle for the firearm, the homeowner fired the rifle. The intruder was hit in the stomach, according to Lieutenant David Collins. The man was taken to the hospital for treatment of injuries that were not considered life-threatening. How how could getting shot in the stomach not be life-threatening? Seems like it would be. In cowboy movies, it always is. Yeah. Uh, He was arrested on suspicion of robbery, battery, attempted vehicle theft, and elder abuse because the guy was 79 years old. The homeowner was not arrested. So I I guess this guy who was uh, trying to steal the goat, he was not the goat of goat stealing. No, he was not the goat. Do you get it? Do you get it? The goat? I did. We all got it. Yes. We all got it. I just wanted to be sure. I just wanted to be sure. My feelings are not hurt. I just, you know, a man would like to be sure. I wouldn't have done well with stand-up comedy at all. I know that. I'm, I'm very glad I didn't do that. I, I hope he wasn't going to eat the goat. Like, I hope he was stealing the goat to have it be his friend. As a pet? Yeah. And that he didn't yeah. want it for some nefarious purpose. Yeah. Because we've I had know. morons in the news where they've been caught red-handed in a romantic way with the goat or the horse or whatever. Yeah, and I'm just hoping I know. that my man here 
just he's an idiot. That guy's crazy. really an idiot, though, because if you steal a man's goat, you know, okay, throw him in the back of your car in the trunk or something like that, right? He put I'm him in a riding shotgun in, in a doom buggy. That's in a doom buggy, right? People are gonna stare. It's all, that's got to be on like. <laughs> At least a dozen San Diego TikToks right now as we speak. It would have to be. Let's go to our moron of the day story. This happened on a Pegasus flight. That's the name of the airline um, that was going from Morocco to Turkey. They had to make an emergency landing in Barcelona, Spain, after one of the passengers on board went into labor and was about to give birth. Except that was all a dirty lie. She was pregnant, but she wasn't in labor. She wasn't about to give birth. And when the plane made that emergency landing in Barcelona, 28 people exited the plane and took off running. Police managed to stop half of them, but 14 escaped from the airport and are still at large. And apparently this is a scam that's happened before when people... Um, they don't have like the right visa or whatever to get into Spain or France or Germany or the U.S. or whatever. Oh, really? So they stage an emergency landing and then yeah. they take off running like they're on fire and hope they get away with it. Last Holy year, smoke. a group of passengers going from Casablanca to Turkey um, made up a reason for an emergency landing, a very uh-huh. similar thing. I'm having this mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, 24 yeah. took off running. They got 12 of them. The other 12 are still at large. So this is a pretty established scam yeah. that large groups of people participate in. You just never, you never, I no. never think about this kind of thing. Do you? No, I know it. You know, you, you hear about, i tell you where they got the idea. You hear about somebody is trying to go from, say, uh, Newark to uh, San Francisco. And um, they buy a ticket, but they really just want to go to Chicago. But it costs more to fly to Chicago for some reason. And so they land in Chicago to fuel or whatever. And then you just get off the plane. And, you know, your seat is empty all the way and you're in Chicago. So I think that's common common knowledge and they just took it to another level a criminal level and and then to fake going into labor like that to do that to the flight attendants and the other passengers very dramatic it's bob and sherry the bob and sherry holiday slash christmas store is now open merry christmas santa's elves are working overtime to get you some great deals like the bob and sherry big book bundle featuring cooking with cats the book of bob and our adult coloring book too christmas miracles do happen plus for the first time ever the bob and sherry christmas ornament featuring caricatures of the whole cast bob and sherry phone cases, luggage tags, tote bags, and Hanukkah coffee mugs, and Oi to the World shirts, True Weird Stuff swag, and more. Free shipping on orders over $75. Merry Christmas. The holidays are here at the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Happy Holidays! The Bob and Sherry website, the oddcast, contest info, bobandsherry.com. Americans, and I guess people around the world, just love to go to concerts with acts that they knew when they were kids. When the Rolling Stones perform, they look out on people who are young enough to be their grandchildren and maybe even great-grandchildren, but people want to be able to say, I saw the Stones. And it's like that with a lot of rock acts. I thought it was interesting that the Who's frontman, Roger Daltrey, said, 
and I'm quoting, there is no point in releasing another album. He said, he's 79 years old, he said, our fans are more interested in listening to the legendary music that we put together. They don't want to hear new stuff. You know, the Stones, have re they released a blues album, and I don't even know if they played one of the songs on the last tour that they did. People want to be able to sing along with the songs, and especially the older people in the audience. They, they don't buy new music whatsoever, most people. So yeah. Daltrey is probably right. Daltrey is probably right. At one point, you might want to say, and perhaps 79 might be a good time to say it. They just want to hear the hits, and we're going to give them the hits. We are what's known as a catalog group. And you know what? If it makes people happy, there is nothing wrong with that. That's what the folks want to do, and that's what they get. And if you don't want to play the old stuff, just don't go out on tour. And hey, while we're at it, you heard Jamie Lee Curtis at the Oscars. Have an afternoon show, why don't you? Two o'clock in the afternoon. The tickets are 200 bucks. Some of us have to get up tomorrow morning, okay? It is true. It is true. She's right. And a, bun a bunch of bands responded to her and said, you know, that's a good idea. So it's good for them, too. Yeah, exactly. Everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. We are back with the People's Movie Critic. And Lamar, you know... People who listen to you, haven't known you for a long time, think, well, this guy's got it made. You know, he works at Budweiser, and he's got a smoking hot wife, and he's always having fun, and he's got his poodle, and everything's great. But you know, it wasn't always he that way. He works with Bob and Sherry. People. I mean, he works yeah. with oh, Bob yeah, and Sherry. Oh, yeah, I left that out. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So I left that bit out, but it wasn't always magic for the People's Movie Critic, was it? No, 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 no. There was a time I did have a divorce in my history. And I got divorced and didn't think too much about, you know, I had a really nice, well, no, let me get back up. I was staying in a motel. <laughs> it wasn't a nice place. <laughs> but it was, a, it, was a, it was a roof over my head and had cable TV and whatever. So, okay. So I'm staying there. Well, when it comes Thanksgiving time, the one thing it didn't have was any kind of cooking situation. So for the first time in my life, and Thanksgiving is a big, big, big deal for me. It's a big deal. And so for the first time in my life, I am sort of faced with Thanksgiving lunch on my own. And uh, thank goodness for the Cracker Barrel, because they will serve you a Thanksgiving lunch, you know? So I'm thinking, okay. Yeah. I go to Cracker Barrel. Yeah, I love Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, nothing wrong with that. So I go to Cracker Barrel, and so when I when I get there, there's a wait, okay, which is unusual because shouldn't everybody be at home eating? And so I'm thinking, well, a lot of people or families are coming into town, whatever. I go in there. Yeah, they were they were some families. They were they were some families, but they were mostly single men. Sitting by themselves eating mm -hmm. turkey. Yow. And the Yow. lady said, The lady said, One? I said, Yes, <laughs> sadly, one. <laughs> she said, Do you have a setting preference? I said, Put me close to the window so I could look outside and turn my back to the rest.
just to these sad, sad, sad people. <laughs> it may oh. be the only time, it may be the only time that I really didn't enjoy my lunch at the Cracker Barrel. What were you thinking about? What were you thinking about when you're sitting there all alone? <laughs> I'm thinking, this is really sucks. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> this really sucks. Hey, but Lamar, think of all the Christmas shopping you could do in the store you had to walk through to get into the restaurant. Yeah, because yeah. I was in a great I yeah. was in a great mood to go buy festive gifts. Yes, I yeah. was. Yes, I was. La- Lamar, you're such a people person, you know. Were you tempted to round up all the other sad guys that were alone and bring them to your table? You know, in this situation here, the happy guy cannot bring up the sad group. The sad group will suck you down. It will suck you down in the pit of sadness. That you is got to, very it, true. It's like, it's like a dark hole. You got to stay yeah, away from yeah. it or it'll suck right. you in. So no, That was no, smart. No, that was no, smart of you no. to know I, that. <laughs> I, think, I think I have just learned, listening to you today, the saddest six words in the English language. And they are... I was staying at a motel. <laughs> you know, I was staying at a hotel is one thing. But when it's, I was staying at a motel. I like the convenience of the motel because you can go back and forth right directly to the street. You're just right there. That you is don't true. have to go through hallways or upstairs. That is true. You just yeah. walk in the door and walk out of the door. It's very efficient. Yeah, it's very, efficient. very true. Yeah. Well, it's it's better these days, isn't it? Oh, yes. It can't get no worse than that. Yeah, it's great right now. <laughs> That's right. Oh, thank you for right, sharing Lamar. that, Lamar. Yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah. puts it into perspective for those of yes. us that have big, loud, crazy, dysfunctional families. We That's can just right. picture the people, people's movie critic. Huddled by the window at the Cracker Barrel. Thank <laughs> goodness for them little tees in that square where you put them back and forth. <laughs> Four buds for red notice and coming up next. Maybe you just want to skip the crowds and have a private solo Thanksgiving that you're happy about. Self-skiving. Coming up next, it's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. The worst place you've ever spent Thanksgiving. Remember, I told you I went to the Golden Corral. Oh, you have to tell people that haven't heard what happened to you at the Golden Corral. Really? You really want me to? Well, because it's just a... It's the sort of right. thing that would only happen we're, to Bob. We're, we're talking about the worst Thanksgiving you ever had, and the lines are open now, 888-B-O-B-S-H-E-R-I. And so um, my mother was still alive at the time, and my brother's living with my mother about two hours from me, and um, they were going to be alone. So I said, you know what? I'll go and take them out to Thanksgiving dinner. And so I drive, and the town they were living in, everything was closed. I mean, usually you can find a dang Chinese restaurant, something. something. There was nothing. And I'm going, what am I going to do? And I turned to my brother and I said, where do, where can we go? Because my mother, my mother was at an age where she couldn't cook and they were living in a small place at the time. And And your mother was also the kind of person who would say, I'm fine with just a gumball (laughs) and some room temperature tap water. Yes. 
That's all I need, Bobby. Well, you knew her. That's you know all her. I need. Yeah. I, I don't even need the gumball. No. I, I Let me lick that foil, that juicy fruit <laughs> came in, and have a small cup of room temperature tap water. I'm full now. I'm good. That's don't go exactly, to any trouble. That's exactly. And I, and I can't have that. So he said, well, not that far away, like 10 miles away is the Golden Corral. And I, I don't think I'd even been to a Golden Corral. I don't want it, anybody to think that I'm better than the Golden Corral. Golden Corral, it's fine. So I said, we are going to the Golden Corral. And he went, all right. So we Hey, Thanksgiving buffet, what's not to yeah, like? Yeah, I figured, you know, it'd be okay. So we drive to the Golden Corral and it's jammed because there ain't nowhere else to go. So we got like a 30-minute wait, and my mother was older, and there's nowhere to sit while we're waiting, and she's standing there. And I'm going, i tell you what, Kenny, take Mom out to the car, and uh, put up, uh, I'll put up my hand when the table comes up. <laughs> oh, Bobby, you don't need to do that. I'll just, my legs will fall off. I'm, I don't <laughs> use them anymore. I'm, I'm good. So he's out there with my mother. And I'm waiting for the table. And the place is packed with screaming kids. Just, they're running all over. They're putting their hands in the chocolate fountain. The chocolate wonderfall. The wonderfall. <laughs> and I'm going, wow, this is something. And I, I mean, the staff is overworked. There's food all over the floor because you've got all these families. you got to watch where you step. Finally, our table comes up. And I, I, I get, let me run out and put my hand up to tell my brother. And they're looking at me like, what? I have a signal that I'm giving because my mother can't stand. And I know I'm going to lose that table, man. You know, so I, I'm, excuse me, folks, excuse me. And they're going, who is this jerk? My hand is up. My, my brother's smoking a cigarette and he's looking away. <laughs> Kenny! Kenny! And then he goes, who? And, and he takes my mother. And of course, you can't walk very fast. So now I'm, I'm holding that table. And there's people going, he ain't sitting down. He, he's alone. He's alone at the table. And you're hearing these, this mumbling. And, I, and I'm going, they're on the way. They're on. It's so aggressive. So if you finally sit down, my mother comes in. Oh, this is so nice of you, Bobby. You shouldn't have. And I'm going, you're right about, you're right about Once again, Mom, you're right about that. And so we, I say, let me get you something. Uh, what would you like? Well, I don't really need. We're, we're at a restaurant. <laughs> Well, just a little turkey. All right, so I'm going to get her the sweet potatoes and the turkey, and, you know, I know what she wants and all. And so I get in line. I'm standing in line. I'm going, well, at least you know, I'm going to get some turkey. And the guy behind the counter says, well, can I get you? And they are so fed up right now. It's like 4 in the afternoon. They are, I said, um, I'm going to have the turkey. I don't know what my brother's going to have, and my mother's going to have the turkey. And he said, I'll never forget his words. Uh, we ran out of turkey. <laughs> And that's, I just stood there. That's okay, Bobby. I, I, I have went, a crouton. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and then I become Bob. And I go, how could you run out of turkey? You had a year to plan. <laughs> that's what people eat. They eat turkey today. He just stared at me. He says, we have ham and we have, uh, what else do they have? Roast beef. I said, I'm not a ham guy. And he said, today you are. Yep. He, he was in no mood. And you know, looking back, Max, looking back, if I was doing his job, I would have said the same, same thing. thing. Yep. So no turkey. We're not having any of that chocolate fountain stuff. We're not having that. 
There is nothing like seeing a seven-year-old boy tip his head up under and let the chocolate wonderfall run into his mouth to put you off I know it. for a while. I know it. But you know, the ham was good. The sweet potatoes were good. And my mother liked it. And she said, I'll take some home. Go to BobandSherry.com to nominate a teacher to win a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental from Visit Florida. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. Today, we have Irish comedian Colm Tyrell. Hi. How's it going? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm from Ireland, okay? So I'm not as ugly as I look. People see me, they go, oh. And then they hear me speak. And they go, actually? For an Irish guy? Not too bad. You know Game of Thrones? They film, they film that in Ireland. They did that to save on makeup costs with the extras. The film crew showed up and were like, hey, street merchant with leprosy? We're ready for your scene, come on. That guy was like, no, I work with catering. And they said, get in here, you ugly pig. We need you. Bring all your friends and your family because we need some wildings for free. If you rewatch that show and look in the background, you'll see a bunch of Irish plumbers and stuff staring at the camera. <laughs> Every time a dragon flies by, they wave. <laughs> I love ugly people. I was a waiter for years. I never had an ugly person complain about anything. It's always a good looking person who wants to speak to the manager usually a beautiful woman. She'd be like, I ordered my steak medium rare. And this is medium, medium rare. (laughs) Ugly people, they never complain. They're just happy to be out of the house. (laughs) They order their steak medium rare. You can just throw a fish at their head. (laughs) You wouldn't even need to kill the fish. Just lob it towards their ugly face. And they'll catch it in their fang, like, yeah! And then they break its neck. And they'll smile at you as fish guts dribble down their ugly chin onto their ugly body, because they're happy for the eye contact. I love, I love ugly people. I want ugly kids. Because you don't have to parent ugly children. Life will teach them their lessons. Naturally. I'm, I'm dating an American girl. We've been together for five years now, so we're almost done. Yeah. <laughs> nah, she's all right. She's okay. She's into the environment, though, and she recently bought some coffee cups that say, save the bees. The bees, guys, it's... Oh, oh God, the, bee, the bees are, they're dying. And you, can, you can't go outside of your house anymore without piles of dead bees everywhere you go. And if the bees die, there'll be no more internet or something. I don't know, I zone out when she talks, but it's important. It's, I'm told it's important. 
So every morning we drink coffee from these coffee cups that say, save the bees, right? I don't know what you guys are doing, but we're helping. <laughs> recently, recently there was a dead bee on our windowsill, and my girlfriend's like, we have to save the bee. And I go, yeah, but he's already dead. He must not have seen the coffee cups because that is a dead bee, if ever I saw one. But apparently, she explained to me, apparently a lot of the time when you see a dead bee, apparently it's not actually dead. Most of the time, it's actually just really thirsty and it's having a little dehydrated nap and it will die, but you can save its life by giving it a drink. This is the type of ridiculous stuff that comes out of her face all of the time. But I can't leave her because I need a visa. <laughs> so I prepared, I prepared a dead bee a drink because I love this country. And I, I got tap water and she goes, not tap water. They hate tap water. They only like sugary water. What are the odds of getting such a picky dead bee? You give it tap water, he turns into Gordon Ramsay, just oh! It's bland! This water is bland! So I mixed sugar with water to make simple syrup. I'm a mixologist now for a dead bee. And I put the sugary water on a spoon but it won't drink it. This dead bee has lost its thirst. So I, I just start splashing its corpse, just covering its dead body in a sticky liquid, dishonoring its memory completely. And the whole time my girlfriend is over my shoulder like, is it working? And I go, no, it's not working. And she goes, why not? I go, because it's dead. It's a dead bee. And I know it was dead because I had killed it with a magazine earlier that day when he came into my home uninvited. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's dark, but funny. So dark. And this comedian, Colm Tyrell. We'll get that right. set posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D. S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Shay. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Welcome, Wes. For like 29 years, you've been enduring something at Thanksgiving? Well, first I want to say I love my wife and her big redneck family. <laughs> oh, here you go. Well played, my friend. Well played. I want to get that out of the way. Okay. Uh, but back years ago, uh, and I'm, I'm a religious person myself, a Christian, and, and so are their family. We stand around for the very first time for whatever holiday it is, and we hold hands. And you remember the old prayer, God is great, God is good? Yes. Okay. They sing, or they say, God is good, God is great. Let us thank him for our food. <laughs> and that sounds so... I, no. I know I, that doesn't sound like a big deal, and I love them. But we have yeah. no, no less than 30 people... And every birthday, Easter, <laughs> Christmas, Thanksgiving. Say it again. Get say. it out of your system. Say, <laughs> say it, it again. Say it again, Wes. They say, God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. <laughs> <laughs> You're and killing me. It just, it, 
It's You're so killing small. me, Wes. It's so small. I know. No, it's big. But this Thursday, we're going to be up there again. And once again, we're going to do the same thing. Do it again. Christmas. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. <laughs> and I can't figure it out. And nobody... <laughs> nobody has ever said anything. I mean, not new grandkids, nobody. Wes, now, you've got to stop it, though. You're the one. You're the only hope. At this least. This will spread. At least well, I, get them to swap out the word food for the word plate. Try. I, you know, that's I good. Tried. I actually say it correctly under my breath because I can't bring myself to it. <laughs> But I don't want to miss out on the food, and I don't want to be kicked out. And you don't want to be that guy. I don't. I really don't. And I and I do love them. As I do said, you... almost 29 years of marriage, I do love them. Wes. But I know this Thursday, once again, 30 people, we're going to say, God is good, God is great. Let us thank him for our food. <laughs> Let's let's all say it as a show along with Wes, shall we? Join hands, everyone. Yeah. Ready? There we go. Ready? Yeah. God, God is good. God, God is, is great. great. Let us thank him for our food. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. Hi, Angela. Hi. Hi, how are you? What's your story, Angela? Well, my grandfather just passed away recently. We're sorry. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Um, He passed away, and when we were at the funeral, it was in a snowstorm. My goodness. And the hearse got stuck on the way to the vault. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay, sweetheart. Uh, But the hearse got stuck on the way to the vault, and then it also got... Uh, stuck in the funeral home uh, parking lot. Oh, boy. So boy. all the boys had to get out in their suits and push the hearse. Mm. Grandpa did not go he easily go. into that he dark didn't night. He didn't want to go, no. No, he didn't want to go. But uh, He fought. He fought all the, the way, yeah. Of the light. He did. He fought all the way. And the best thing about it was, well, we were all standing and doing our last respects. One of his... Uh, uh, plow buddies because he used to plow the highway here in New Brunswick. How mm-hmm. ironic! It's like a final message from beyond. It is, isn't it? There. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, and so, so, the, bo- so the boys you... had to push the hearse uh-huh. twice, <laughs> oh. and one of his plow buddies was at the funeral, and all you could smell on him was alcohol. Well, he was so sick with grief, he, he drank a little bit. Yo, you know, you, you go. can't yeah. judge him. Yeah. Don't Sometimes judge. Sometimes you have to medicate. Get a dog with a turkey in his mouth. Yeah, five. that's what's next. Well, all the boys back then, they used to plow the highways here in New Brunswick, and they used to have a couple of toddies now and then. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, we're not yeah. in a position to judge. Uh-huh. No. Oh, no. What's wrong with somebody drinking and then getting behind a large vehicle with a <laughs> giant piece of metal in the front? <laughs> well, the boys used to have quite a bit of fun. It's, uh, it's not actually a drink. It sounds better when it's a, it's toddy. a toddy. It's a toddy. You make your own fun when you yeah, live up, up that's, north. That's right. Um, yeah. Don't you think, Angela, don't you think it's kind of poetic that your grandpa, who used to plow the roads, mm-hmm. um, that it, his hearse was stuck in the snow and mm-hmm. he couldn't get through? Yeah. Yes, it was quite ironic. The best part after that, we were all sitting at my brother's having a few drinks after the funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we look out the window mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we see the plow going up the opposite side of the road. 
See, it was a message. There it is. It was a message. It was a message from him, and so, you know, the, he was probably saying, "You guys all waited until I passed away to get drunk together." <laughs> well, you know, everyone has a different message. It's a long. It's a long winter. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very long isn't it winter. a very long yeah, winter in a, New Brunswick, Angela? It is. It's been an awful long winter. Already. Are you starting, girl? You starting to get a little bit of the cabin fever? A little bit. What do you do? Uh, right now, I'm retired. Oh. Okay. So, how do you fill your days? Uh, cleaning and just odds and ends and things like that. Do you have a, a large piece of property? Uh, we uh, rent a large piece of property. You rent a house on the large piece of property? Yes. Oh. So you're out there in the country. What is it? Look out your window right now and describe what you see. I see mountains all the way around. Wow. And, Covered and in snow. Is it snow? Covered in snow. Covered in mountains snow. on both sides of me. And Do you, you have a lot of wildlife that comes up near the house? Yeah. Uh, we have a moose every now and again that'll come through the backyard. Are you a married person or a single person or what? Uh, we live common law. Yeah. Common law. Yeah. So and is it very... What does he do? What does he do? He's a mechanic. Uh-huh. Is it very romantic there, all snowbound, surrounded yeah. by mountains, yeah. roaring fires, the occasional yeah. moose? Moose in the back. <laughs> moose in the uh. back. Uh. Very rom- romantic, but the rest of it is. That's really cool. So it's just the two of you at night with the wind out there and the cold and the snow it and the fire really roaring. really nice, Angela. Very peaceful, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's beautiful here. Yeah. And how long have you been together? We've been together eight years. Eight years. That's great. Is there such a thing as common law marriage in, in uh, New Brunswick? Yes. See, I don't think we have it anymore in the States. Oh, no. No, we're classified as commonly married. Common law marriage. Do we? Didn't we? Um, some states still have common law marriage. Not all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you well, have rings? Did you do? Did you have exchange like vows privately and swap rings and all that? We have the rings and everything. We just haven't been able to do the ceremony yet. Hey, uh, have you ever been to Campobello Island? I uh, don't think so. Okay. Maybe when I was younger with my grandfather. Yeah, yeah, I was there a couple of years ago. Well, your life sounds Beautiful. really lovely, Angela. Yeah. Well, thank you, sweetheart. You have a great day. Hey, thank y- you for listening. Thank you, sweetheart. And say say sweetheart to Max. Yeah, can you call me sweetheart, too? I like that. Okay, sweetheart. Sweetheart, you're busting it in there. You really Just are. Just putting whoever dials in on the air, and it's working <laughs> out great. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I was in my kitchen last night trying to figure out, um, I like to make one kind of new dessert every Thanksgiving. So, like, what should I make? Like, in the past, I've made pumpkin cranberry swirl cheesecake, and I've made all these different kinds of pies, and I was just looking for something new to make, and for some reason, it reminded me of a Thanksgiving that I had a long time ago before I was married, where this guy I was dating invited me to his family's house for Thanksgiving, and I didn't want to go because they were all strangers to me, and it just seemed like it would be awkward and miserable. Do you, you know that feeling where... Like, oh, yeah, you're oh, so many people and you're like the stranger and you're going to have to make chit chat. And no matter who has invited you to their family's home, they're going to go disappear and play video games or go outside and get high or something. You don't know. And you're going to be left marooned in the living room with all the relatives. Oh, I know that okay. situation. So very we've all well. been there, right? Yeah. So that's exactly I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. But I couldn't. At that point in my life, I wasn't very good at saying to somebody you know what? No, thanks. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. I felt like if I didn't have a really good reason, like an appendectomy, that Mm -hmm. I had no business refusing. You know that point in your life? Oh, yeah. So off I go. And it was every... Because if you say, you know, I'm going to let you have your time with your family and uh, 
I'm I'm just going to have a nice quiet night. Then they say, so you're going to be alone on the holiday? Or what's wrong with you? What's wrong? Which means what's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. Continue. I just didn't feel that unless I was having emergency surgery that I had any good reason to decline this invitation. So yeah, yeah. I went knowing that I would have to make conversation with strangers, knowing that this person would disappear at some point for some long period of time. And he did. And it was actually worse than playing video games or going out into the backyard. He and his cousin went on um, a beer run that took about 45 minutes. So I'm alone in the house. And here's the thing that Mm. with his family, Mm, mm, mm. here's the thing that I didn't know that I found out. Um, He had broken up with someone right before he started seeing me, Uh a serious relationship. I didn't know it. I mean, this is somebody I was dating very casually and his entire family, including Meemaw, and the aunt who was talking to a potted plant and the cousins who didn't even have teeth yet. Every member of the family, including the dog, loved, loved this her. woman, loved this woman. Right. Like there had never been someone that everybody could agree on that they all loved. This was <laughs> perhaps the <laughs> finest woman that ever lived. There's the Holy Mother and then this woman. And then there's Brenda. And she's the only person they can't believe how lucky he was to, to have find her. her. I mean, these were people that were joining hands and praying that he would propose to her. He breaks oh, up with her. And there you show up. And rolls in with me. Dang. And there was nothing that I could have done, worn, no. said, no. that would have made me even acceptable. No. That is such a horrible position to be in. First and I of all, learned I got, this. I got to tell you, though, uh, why did he leave you at, for the beer run? Either send the cousin alone or take you alone. And I, I learned this gradually over the course of the day that there mm-hmm. had been this woman that everyone loved. Everyone. The babies were like, Brenda, Brenda. <laughs> Aunt Sophie is talking to the fern. Brenda, is it you? I mean, every member of the family. And it gradually, like it snowballed until by the time we sat down for dinner, the only thing missing was the dad saying, and and uh, also, Lord Jesus, we ask you why he's brought this uh, Yankee hooer to the table. <laughs> And not Brenda, who we all loved in his name. Amen. Now that 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 wouldn't be said, but you know what would be they said? All thought it. I I I wasn't there, obviously, but I bet at one time, and it was probably the mother, or it could have been an aunt, would have said to your boyfriend, "Do you know what Brenda's doing for the holidays?" Bob, they had framed photos of oh, her. Oh God! And she was so beautiful. This was a truly like shampoo model, beautiful woman. And and she was like on the long list of all the things I'm not. She had them. She all. did it all. She had them all, and they loved her so much. So uh, the night finally ends, and it was one of those things where you're there for four and a half hours, but it feels like a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say four days. We get in the car, and and you know what? These people weren't wrong about me because all I could think was, "Oh my god!" And they don't even drink. Like right, there was right. nothing, right? Right. So we get in the car and we're driving back and, and I'm, I'm trying to, cause again, you know, I'm all like co- codependent and polite. I'm trying to find a way to, to say to you that, were you, like, yeah. 
So finally I go, um, so how long were you in, uh, what was her name? Brenda. Yeah. How long were you two together? Oh, a few years. Uh-huh. And she spent every holiday and weekend and moment with your family. Mm-hmm. And they love her and they have framed photos over the house. Why didn't you tell me did any you, of this? Did you do that? Yeah. I said, why didn't you tell what me did, any of this? I would say? never have gone. And he goes, he goes, it's my life to live. Oh, oh. Oh, it's your life to live. Oh, good. Okay. Bye-bye. All righty. Time to go. It's your life to live. I would never bring a woman Bob, to, to nothing to do with Brenda to spend four and a half hours with my family. Just just reliving this? Like, I'm shaking and want to go cry in the bathroom. I like, know. it was so awful. So, I say to you, all of you who are on your way to have this kind of holiday, happy Thanksgiving. And think about her. Think about her. And just know that whoever he or she was, right. you will never measure never. up. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by The Crown on Netflix. Part one of The Crown's final season is now streaming. Part two premieres December 14th only on Netflix. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this Did you know that once upon a time, Christmas was basically illegal in England and parts of... Uh, the, the U.S. colonies. Did you know that? What do you mean? What do you mean illegal? I, illegal. I mean like banned. And I'll tell you why. It's because the Puritans, despite their tasteful black clothing and swaggy buckled shoes, the Puritans were the most joyless buzzkills that humanity has ever <laughs> produced. So back in the 1600s when Oliver Cromwell was in charge of England, he found Christmas to be offensive. He felt that Christmas should be um, a sacred and somber religious holiday, a holy day, and that this business of celebrating and eating and playing music and giving gifts was obscene. And so during his reign, all these very strict laws were passed that were meant to catch anyone who held or attended a Christmas church service. And why do, by why law, do human beings always want to make other human beings' lives miserable? Miserable. Go, go Listen, ahead. Go ahead. They also passed a law. Shops and markets were told you have to stay open on the 25th of December. And wait, there's more. Cromwell had soldiers ordered to patrol the streets of London, and their orders were. If you see anybody preparing food for a Christmas celebration, you seize that food and you take it. Ah, you, you know what that was then? That was an early version of Iran's morality police. Crazy train. Yeah. The Puritans, yeah. The Puritans thought that Christmas was an excessive, frivolous social thing. And they, they said it was wasteful. It was a threat to Christian beliefs. It encouraged immorality. It dishonored God. And so even before Cromwell showed up and passed all these laws, the Puritans made it clear that you were not allowed to celebrate Christmas. You had to sit quietly with your thoughts and think about your sins and think about how lucky you were to be alive and hope to God that a soldier didn't confiscate the ham on the way to your house for Christmas dinner. 
Now, this, of course, didn't last because now we have Christmas. But right. in England and in Massachusetts, right. it was against the law to celebrate on December 25th. What yeah, is there wrong were, with nobody people? was Nobody was uh, singing joy to the world. It, it was just, not holly jolly. It was not no. ho, ho, ho. Yeah. It was no, no, yeah. no. Which you know, I, I mean, at, at his core, Crom what Cromwell was saying was that we should uh, venerate the Lord and it should not be a day of acting foolishly. It should be a day where we, you know, reflect about our luck and uh, and so on. But it, it, it is still interesting that even today there there are people, we call them leaders all over the world who want us to live the way that they think everyone should live and they're so and they're willing sure. to kill you for it they're and willing they're willing to kill you for it, for it. You're, yeah. you they are willing to to round you up and kill you i'll tell you what my uh, heart goes out especially to the women in uh in iran who are out there leading the charge against the morality police which evidently has been shut down in iran but the idea that you can't do this and you can't wear that and you can't see that this and you can't drive that it's just it's so troubling i just want you to imagine like a world today where armed forces are patrolling the streets to make sure that you don't have any eggnog at your grandma's house i know to take all like and this is this is in the 1600s in massachusetts and in england there wasn't electricity. People didn't have antibiotics. Life was hard. There wasn't like central heating. You were cold. Women died in childbirth. People were hungry. Everything was miserable. One freaking day out of the year, you'd light a couple of extra candles and eat a ham. But yeah. no, no. Here come the Puritan soldiers to snatch it out of your freaking mouth. Because God forbid there be one moment of joy can, can I just say, in your savage little life. How many sins could you be committing at that time? There was no internet. There was That's nothing. There was, no, there was no Priscilla's. There was no Vegas. Like, oh, my God. These periods. They, they had, they, they, even back then, they had one thing that was going on that day. You still could have dinner at a, at a uh, Chinese restaurant. They were, still, they were still open on that day. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. I love this story out of Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Uh, Betty Ann DiGiacomo um, said that a wild turkey has been hanging out outside her home, and the, the bird seems to be completely in love with her son's brand new Honda Civic, which he bought just a couple of months ago. The turkey, they've they've nicknamed the, pat, the turkey Patrick. The, the turkey circles around the car repeatedly, pausing and kind of nodding his head the way birds do and looking at it. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Betty Ann said, it looks like a customer at a car lot checking out a vehicle, <laughs> right? So Patrick will not go away. And um, even when they chase him off, he keeps coming back. And when you try to approach the, the Honda Civic, mm -hmm. the turkey gets really aggressive and chases so experts said that this is actually a thing 
This is called crazy Jake behavior. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's a thing that happens with male turkeys, and the slang for a male turkey is Jake. Mm-hmm. I know. We all thought it was Tom, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> male turkeys are called Jakes, and crazy Jake behavior is a mating mindset. The turkey gets turned on by its own reflection in shiny objects. Oh, is that what it is? We know people like this. <laughs> yes, we do. Who suffer from crazy Jake. So he's actually seeing himself. And he's going, damn, he's that, that looks, that turkey mm-hmm. looks good. Mm-hmm. I'd hit that turkey. So anytime someone approaches the car to scare him away, yeah. he thinks they're moving in on his lady. He but, doesn't realize that he's looking at his own reflection. But why doesn't he go up and peck at the car or get closer um, I don't know. I don't know how turkeys mate. Mm. If I'd known you were going to ask me that, I would have Googled that before. Because he's like every teenage boy. He just wants to stare from a distance because we're too nervous to go over there and talk to him. He's, it's like he's at a dance. Yes, he's yeah. from across the room. I'd like to see him walking around looking at that thing. And kind of like doing that strut yeah. that birds do. So, see, yeah. I, I thought maybe it was a new car and he smelled that new car smell or something and that was attractive to he's him. He's got crazy Jake syndrome. Mm. He's in love with his own reflection. He's excited by the gas mileage. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. I was um, hopping around online looking for different like Thanksgiving kind of recipes because I'm going to cook Thanksgiving dinner at our house this year. And, you know, you want to get some variation, although it's important yeah. to have the cranberry sauce in the can so you can see the seams. I know how important yeah, it is for traditionalists. I, I like that. And I, I clicked my way through to um, an article on how to feed thank your holiday guests on the cheap. And, and because, you know, it can get really expensive sure. doing like a big elaborate dinner. And they said, you know, you don't have to. It said you don't have to resort to a sad, skimpy meal to keep costs under control. And when I read that, I laughed out loud because it reminded me of the time that um, my ex invited me to go to his family's. Thanksgiving dinner Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any kids at that time, you know, so, you know, my grandma black hair was gone. I would have just gone to my brother's house. I was like, yeah, all right. So I fly to uh, the, the heartland and I'm expecting some Norman Rockwell kind of thing. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. Wouldn't you be expecting? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he said there'll be like 30 people there. Yeah, and um, all the cousins, and, and if they've opened their doors, I'm saying to myself, they probably have planned ahead, and we all and, know what Thanksgiving is in America. And I've got this idea of it in my head, you know, like that's very much based on that Norman Rockwell image of Peapaw carving the turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing like, wow, this is the heartland, man. These are the real deal people. Unlike my scrappy meth cook kinfolk, mm-hmm. this is going to be a something to behold. I can't wait. So, you know, driving over there and it's already snow, there's snow on the ground and, you know, it's like totally awesome Midwestern Thanksgiving sweater weather perfection. And we're on the, in the car on the way over there and he goes, so a couple of ground rules and I'm figuring it's going to be like, you know, don't tell them that your family is criminals and try not to drop the F-bomb. No, those were not the ground rules. Mm -hmm. Ground rules are um, aunt so-and-so. Never makes enough yeast rolls for all of the people that are coming. So make sure you hit that basket first. Mm. So now it's the Lord of the Flies yeast roll derby, mm-hmm. right? And also... These must be some yeast rolls. Also, he tells me, 
There's almost never enough food. So don't be polite because there's no chance for seconds. Mm. And don't wait till like you said, when, when they ring the bell, you want to get in the line. So, you know, like I come Boy, every from, man for himself on exactly, this one. Yeah. I come from a different kind of heritage where if there were four people coming for dinner, my grandmother would cook for 11 mm-hmm. so that everyone could bring a Tupperware container <laughs> yeah. of rigatoni home. Yeah, yeah. The idea of not having enough food yeah. for a family meal at Thanksgiving. Right. So I said, you're making it up. There's no way. There's no way. He said, he said, and be careful about accepting any drinks because uncle so-and-so doesn't believe in ice and he makes them strong. So walk in the door. Now that part, I, I was like, well, I've okay. got my own ice. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm good there. I know what room in the house to right. look for that. Walk in the house, um, get introduced to all the relatives. Uh, there's so many of them. Uncle so-and-so hands me a room temperature gin and tonic that is 85% gin, 15% tonic, not a single ice cube. God, I don't get that at all. Well, I think... Because uh, you don't like it, but you know most people do. You don't understand that? But here's the thing. I think that part of the reason that they thrust this upon you as you come through the door is because there's not going to be enough food. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of conversation and a lot of, you know... Uh, and. And where are you from? And that, okay, we get through it, you know, mingling and small talk. They literally, when he said, when they ring the bell, get in line, they literally rang a bell. Ding! And everybody surged toward the kitchen. Because everybody knows. Everybody knows. Well, I cannot elbow my way through a crowd yeah. of strangers. Coming through! <laughs> so, <laughs> he, there were not enough of, of Aunt So-and-So's legendary yeast oh, rolls. Oh, no. Um, that Did basket, no, no, that basket was empty and they ran out of um, like all of the really good side dishes like mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. cranberry sauce, gone, mm-hmm. gone. Um, there was some uh, Brussels sprout Chinese noodle casserole. Mm-hmm. There was plentiful quantities of that stuffing, um, a little bit of dressing and some dark meat turkey, mm, dark meat and some. And by the time I made it down, some mince pie, which I don't know what is in Mrs. Smith's mince pie, but I think the top ingredient is sadness because it is nasty. <laughs> so no, nobody you know, over those years said to whoever that anybody, person yeah. was, you know, "You've got to make more. Let me bring something." No, this is just this is the family tradition, and I've never ever gotten past it. I've never. I mean, I'm not holding a grudge against these fine people. I've never understood it. Yeah. Like, in all of my life experience since then of being a wife and a mom and managing a household, I've never circled back around to, we've invited 30 people. I think 18 yeast rolls should get it done. Like, I've never gotten back And, and they had enough money to put on a spread. Oh, yeah. I don't get that either. It's, oh, money it's was like, not the issue, Bob. You know what it is? It's like whoever, it. whoever the person was in charge used to make that for just their family. And that's what he or she is used to. And despite the fact that there are now 30 people coming, it's we're still going to do it the same way. And and I said, because I asked a lot of questions afterward, and he goes, I don't know, maybe they don't like waste. We were eating bounty paper towels. <laughs> there was no waste. I, I haven't got a clue on that one. Isn't that mystifying? It's so strange. I, 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 would be, I would be horrified that anybody didn't get food if I invited them over. Yeah, they me didn't too. get their absolute fill. If I can't send you home with leftovers, really? I'm embarrassed. But there are, and we all know them, some folks for whom eating is not a big thing. It's, well, it's just something that you have to do. 
when when I come back to this article here, um, it says you can save money without starving people at Thanksgiving, and I have to agree with that. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Show wants you to gather around your computer or your smartphone and join us for our annual tree lighting on Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern during happy hour. The entire Bob and Sherry gang will be there for this Facebook Live event. Plus, we'll be giving five lucky winners a holiday gift box that includes surprises from Landon Lacey Jewelry, Maine Needham's, The Scone Goddess, and more. Not even the Grinch will miss this. Bob and Sherry's Tree Lighting Happy Hour, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I was on the website Elite Daily the other day, and I started laughing because they had this thing about advice that your parents gave you that sounds really cliched and stupid, but that you really should listen to. Mm -hmm. And I, I wasn't laughing at it because it was advice my parents gave me because they gave me very little advice that made any sense at all. But it's things that I say to my kids all the time, and I can't believe what a cliche I am. So it goes down generations. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you've done this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, ideally you'd have heard this from your parents, unless you're my brothers or sister. Um, think before you speak. I just had this conversation with my daughter where I mm-hmm. said, you know, sometimes when we're feeling very emotional, it pays to just be silent for a little while because... Mm-hmm. You'll say things that you regret if you just fly off the handle. I just always remember, and I wish I'd known it when I was younger, old silent Cal, Calvin Coolidge, I never regretted anything I didn't say. How many times have you said that to one of your kids? How many times has your, have your parents said that to you? I hope that it sinks in because I have used that exact phrase with them. I hope that it sinks in. It won't right away. But you know, sometimes, even though they roll their eyes right now, I've noticed that later in life with people, they embrace it. And that's the best that you can hope well, for. This is why this like cliched parent advice comes down generations. Yeah, right. Because you didn't actually listen to it, exactly. but it, it found a place well, in your you, head. You know the old expression, the older I get, the smarter my father and mother get. Yeah. Here's one that makes zero sense to like your 10-year-old. Scooter, you need to carpe diem. No 10-year-old is capable of understanding carpe diem. No. Seize the day. What do you mean seize the day? No. no child can understand that. No. None. They, they can understand seize the goldfish. Yeah. Seize. The last cookie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not the day. Not the day. Um, and this is one that our parents didn't tell us, but that we say all the time, you just have to hope it sticks. Don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. Yeah. Don't text and drive. Yeah. Here's another one. This is a Bob Lacey, this is a classic piece of Bob Lacey parenting advice. When you shake someone's hand, give a firm handshake and look them in the eye. That's right. (laughs) I know someone. This is so you. A friend of mine said to me the other day that they had some kids over and all the kids were really nice. And this one, it was a boy, had a very weak handshake. And he said, should I tell his father? They're they on a sports team together. Should I tell his father? And I said, no. Oh, God, what an awkward conversation would so, that would be. But, it, but then he said, but, you know, if I tell him, it'll help him. And I said, I know it will, but you're, you're saying to this man, your son has a wimpy handshake. And it's going to be very few, the men, who can process that and not feel that 
as a guy, you're less of a man. Wait, we don't live in an America anymore where you can, Bill, just telling you mano a mano that Jimmy there has a weak handshake. You can't do it. What would be the, Todd, in your circle of friends, what would be the result of one dude telling another dude that his kid has a weak handshake? Oh, man, we would we would be torturing that father. We'd oh, be- God, the beating. We'd be like, we'd be like, hey, how's fish hand at the baseball game today, huh? <laughs> how's your boy fish hand there, huh? Little floppy fish there? You can't do it. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's just the way we roll. That's our friends. You know, that's how we roll. So now, you would, in, in essence, you would tell him. You would say, hey, I shook your, your son's you hand. You know what? Here's fish the, hand. Here's he a, wouldn't take the dad aside I like you're describing. I wouldn't take described. the dad. But here's the thing. If I knew the kid enough. That, you know, and I've a lot of these kids have grown up with my son. If he yeah. shook my hand like that and didn't look me in the eye, I would hold him there, like kind of grab his elbow and I'd be like, mm-hmm. give me a real handshake. Look me See, in the eye. See, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And that then, you that's, can do. That you can do, yeah. And then if he didn't give me a real handshake, I'd be like, hey, fishy hand, shake it like you mean it. Yeah. Now you need yeah. to know the kid because what yeah. you don't want is to get a phone call later. Uh, Bob, uh, this yeah. is Scott Parker here. Yeah. The son says you assaulted him. <laughs> like, that's, exactly, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> that's what would happen or, or my son Scott's in the room crying into his pillow saying, I'll only be known as fishy hand. <laughs> Baba, <laughs> Bob, I'm not trying to accuse you, but the boy says you held his hand and wouldn't let go. <laughs> you held it a little too long. Do you eat at Subway a lot, Bob? All right, this next piece of advice made me laugh out loud because I didn't know I what I thought it meant and what it really means. Two different things. This next piece of cliched parenting advice is, kids, sharks don't sleep. Now, in my world, here's what that means, and that's why you're not allowed to swim in the ocean this summer. <laughs> I think that's the same shark. But in the, in the real world, the advice, sharks don't sleep, that means um, don't lay in bed all day because successful people are up and at them. Yeah, another way of saying that is don't look over your shoulder because somebody might be gaining on you. Yeah, but if I said to my kids, sharks don't sleep, they yeah. know that's why they're not allowed yeah. to go to the beach. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, though. But it does kind of instill a feeling of paranoia and just uneasiness about your life. I mean, you know. Well, I would never use it in, the, yeah. in that meaning of like other people are awake and more successful than you. Now, no, if, I use if, it in the rational way of right. her pressures in the ocean. If the kid is sleeping until 1 o'clock in the afternoon in the summer every single day and is not doing anything, not going outside, then I think that that one kind of works. Well, I'd be so literal. I'd go, they must be very tired. How do they, how do they function? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. So the other day, we opened up our phones and got way more calls than we thought we would get. On what was your worst Thanksgiving? Roy didn't have a chance to get on, but we've got Roy right now. Hey, Roy. Hey, Bob and Sherry. How's it going? It's going great. Loud and clear. Nice to have you with us. And, That's good. And and tell us about your worst Thanksgiving. What what went on? Oh, worst Thanksgiving was the longest day I ever had. It was uh, basic training in '94. Uh, one weekend off, we had our drill or basic going, and uh, we were we were left alone, no drill sergeants, and we got caught gambling when the drill sergeant come back in and caught us gambling. Um, he pretty much chased us. Out of the barracks, took us down to his office and made us uh, throw our money down on the table. And uh, I pretty much everybody was throwing their money out to soldiers on the way out of the barracks because he was leaving the drill car was leaving. 
And by the time we got there, nobody had money except for me. So he pretty much thought I was a big winner because <laughs> uh, I wasn't gambling and I wasn't throwing my money to any soldiers. So I figured I was safe. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Yeah. They they pretty much had us uh, do, well, after he was done with us, he pretty much put us on uh, guard duty, which, like I said, it was our day off. So we weren't dressed. It was in the middle of November, or like I said, uh, Thanksgiving time, and we were we had no cold weather gear, and he put us on on guard duty outside the barracks, holding our weapons and freezing freezing our tails off. So, I mean, it was just a miserable day. You know, the, the story that you're telling sounds like every movie about the Army that I've ever seen. The, the, the comedies. The drill sergeant, yeah. you know, you guys are like busted gambling in the barracks. Yeah, now the yeah. drill sergeant's going to have an awful punishment and it's Thanksgiving. Doesn't it sound like a movie? You know what? You know why I'm surprised, Roy? I, I bet I've seen a half a dozen movies at least, usually older ones. On submarines, on ships, in barracks, uh-huh. the guys are always playing cards. I yeah. thought that I thought that was fine. Yeah, well, this is basic training, and you're not allowed oh. to gamble. I guess I'm oh. not too sure. I mean, yeah. like I said, he wasn't too happy with us. He he sent us down. Yeah, and like I said, uh, when we did that CQ and guard duty or the guard duty, um, we had to every thirty minutes. Uh, it was in every. It was in every. 30 minutes and an hour on the hour. It was every 15 minutes and 45 minutes on the hour. And this and is, this is on to, Thanksgiving? We had to sign in. Yeah. And this is on Thanksgiving? This happened on Thanksgiving? This happened the day before Thanksgiving. Day before, yeah. Yeah. And then oh. during Thanksgiving, we had to sign in and sign out or sign in every 30 minutes, but every 15 minutes and every 45 minutes on the hour. Yeah. And by the time you signed in, you got back up to do some, uh, some love letters or whatever they, you had to do, you already had to come back sign again. And by the time lunchtime would come around, uh, your little eight group of people that were gambling had to run to the uh, mess hall, get in line, get in, get eat, get up, run, and we got back to the barracks just in time to sign back in. <laughs> and the sergeant is watching all of yeah, this go down. Yeah. yeah. Well, funny. if he's here right now, it was a drill sergeant Burkle. I love that man. Burkle? That's Burkle? a good name for yeah, a drill that sergeant. Is, that is. Drill so like, Sergeant Burkle. I was going to ask you, like, after going through all that experience in basic, Bob and I, we don't like being yelled at or being told uh, what to do or being made to do things that are unpleasant, like push-ups. So we wouldn't do well in basic training, right? Um, you you say that you love that drill sergeant, because I was wondering, did you just hate that guy? Did you resent him? Like, how do you uh, I was being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he, he was a pretty good guy at the end, but uh, like I said, they, they just, he would tell you one thing, and our barracks was dirty, our barracks was dirty, but we were actually the ones that had the best barracks, and he just did that just to, to make you keep cleaning. That's that's and, the job, though, right? So, I mean, that's just... So that, that comes with the job. That's the job. That's so, right. Well, Roy, thank- He wasn't very tall. He was probably about four, four five, 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 and that's about as big as he was, but... Oh, to top it off, the only way we could get off of this CQ and this guard duty or in the signing in, we had to donate blood. So I, I guess I could say this is the first time I ever donated blood. 
You're that's, kidding. That's hardcore. You know, you know, no. Roy, Roy it's, no. it, it's funny that you said he was 5'5". Five five. Sherry and I uh, greet soldiers coming in every uh, Christmas. With the USO, uh, Operation With, the, with the USO. And I've noticed that a lot of the drill sergeants are so around small. that size. Why do you think uh, that is? I don't know. That, I don't know. That's so that's they can put the brim of their hat right at your nose. <laughs> that, could, that could be it. You're too you tall know? to be a drill sergeant, I know Bob. I know. There's a first. Yeah. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Roy. And thank thank you. you. You too, Bob and Sherry. Thank you very much. All right, pal. Thank Bye-bye. You. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So I was on Facebook the other day, and, uh, you know, there's several Bob and Sherry Facebook contributors, and I think Heather posted an old, old throwback picture in black and white of Bob and Sherry with Max. And I think it was his birthday or something like that. Anniversary. His anniversary. His anniversary. And Max yeah. has this big smile on his face, and his he's leaning his head in this picture towards Sherry, and she's leaning her head in. So the two of them are connecting, but they wanted me. I can't even remember so many years ago. Uh, they wanted me in the shop, and the two of them are smiling, very sweet smiles. And whoever taking the picture said, do, do something like a goofy face or something. So I'm separate from these two. And I, I do, you know, like a goofy face. So I'm looking at the comments, and some of it is, oh, congratulations, Max. Uh, oh, you look so pretty, Sherry. And then one woman says, Bob looks like he just went in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Did you see that? I did, yeah. I remember that photo shoot because that photographer made us do all kinds of weird things. It was a long time ago. But he, he made me wear that stupid vest. I hated that vest. But they said, you need to have this. And I was like, okay, fine. Then they had me posing with a cigarette. I'd quit smoking by this point. And for some reason, there was some chic to that. And and I didn't want to make I any waves. I didn't want to make any waves. So I was like, all right, I'll pose with a cigarette. It was, And I don't know where those pictures are. But it was a weird photo shoot. I, I hate cigarettes, but I'd rather be posed with a cigarette. Maybe they'd think, hey, it looks a little like James Bond. <laughs> Rather hey, than Bob. Bob, Bob looks like he just went in his pants. I was going to complain about how they always blow the, they blow dried the curls out of my hair, but better yeah. that than to go in my pants. <laughs> you win this one, my friend. You win yes. this one. Uh, that's, I don't know if that's a win. Boy, if that's a win, I, I take it. Just take loss. it. Take what little wins you get here. You win. Yeah, yeah. And, and for and the Jerry. record, wait, wait. For the record. Bob is toilet trained, okay? Do not yeah, spread right. these Keep kind of skirts. Please let lies. it go. Just let's just end this. Please let it go. Don't let this it go. That's bo- the point. Hold no. it in. Yeah. It's oh, Bob. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. See you some other time. You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, bobandsherry.com. Download our free app too. Get the oddcast, the podcast instantly. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.